It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic season is not over by any means, but with just six games to go, we're already thinking about the offseason, the things the Magic should be doing now to get ready. We'll talk about it on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 30th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross and I'm the expert insight editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic getting ready for their offseason time running out on the season. We're going to break down the things the Orlando Magic should already be thinking about as they get ready for their offseason. What they can do now to prepare and start answering some questions. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic are not eliminated from the playoffs. Let's just start there. The Chicago Bulls lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. Bulls losses are good. The Orlando Magic still alive in the postseason chase. The Pacers lost as well. So Orlando inching just a half, they're a half game behind the Pacers now for 11th or for 12th, sorry. Um, they're not out of it, but we've seen the writing on the... Look, we, we all understood that it was a long shot to make the postseason with the hole the Magic dug themselves in. They missed some opportunities with some wins. Uh, at various points in the season. Um, we knew it was a long shot. So I, I, I want to preface this this idea or, or this, this, this episode with the acknowledgement that things are not over. There is still just that little sliver of hope. The Magic with six games to go, their elimination numbers three, they essentially have to go undefeated if the Bulls go 500 the rest of the way to make the, make the play-in tournament. They lose, they're out. Essentially, not officially, but pretty darn close. We are, we are very close to midnight here uh, on this Cinderella story. Um, so we're definitely, we're definitely beginning to think a little bit more about what this team looks beyond this year. And honestly, like I think the way the Magic have prepared, I think the way the Magic have played this year, they're very much thinking about that too. They're very much about this idea of they are playing for something bigger for something more, for something beyond this season. This season is not about this season. I've said that so many times throughout the course of the year. This is not about this year. It's about building the foundations and 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 the groundwork to be about next season, to be a postseason team, to be a playoff team. Let's not just say postseason. Let's go for it. Let's say playoffs, top six, playoff team next season. 
That's the goal, and I think that goal is already in mind. Um, I wrote about it a little bit on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We talked a little bit about it. I kind of crystallized that idea overnight uh, on yesterday's show, but the Magic are raising their standard. They are not just about playing hard or, or, or getting moral victories. They want to win games. The development phase, you know, there's still development to go. They're still growing this young roster. They're thinking about something beyond this season. But at the same time, they're, they want to win games. And winning's going to start winning out. And I think we're going to start seeing that transition this summer. We know that they have two, they'll have potentially two draft picks in the lottery. We know that they'll have tons of cap room. This is a team that I would expect to be aggressive and to make moves on the roster. And that's why these last six games still matter. Forget about the playoff chase. Forget about the lottery chase. These six games are the last six games they will see these players. These six games are the last time that these players will be able to make a statement to say, hey, I deserve to be part of this team's future. I deserve to be a player on this team. So, be you know, beyond the team building stuff, beyond the stuff about the magic, you know, having to come together, learn how to win, beyond all that stuff, which is important, and I think that is a vital part of this last two weeks of the season, beyond all of that, it's also about making that last statement, that closing argument, that I deserve to be part of this team moving forward, that I have a place, that I have a future. And honestly, nowhere is that clearer than with the way that Cole Anthony has been playing of late. Uh, Cole Anthony is a perfect picture of exactly what the end of this season has really been about. Um, you know, this season is, it, it, the rest of the season is about kind of making those final, the, the, that final argument and sorting things out. And Cole Anthony has really embraced a new role, a new idea for himself. He's really embraced being that sixth man. And that's completely changed his game. Uh, he's averaging 12.8 points per game, which is down from last year, obviously, because he's playing three minutes, but shooting 44.9% from floor and 35.6% from deep. Uh, after the All-Star break, as I worked as I worked feverishly to and pull up his numbers real fast, um, he's been killer after the All-Star break, especially. Um, the Magic sent out the tweet about him early, earlier, in the, earlier today or earlier on Wednesday. Anthony has been fantastic. And after the All-Star break, He's averaging 14.7 points per game, much more in line with his career averages. 4.9 rebounds per game, 3.4 assists per game, shooting 45.9% floor, 40.6 from three, 91.7% from the line with a 57.6% true shooting percentage. As impressively as anything else, 22.1 usage rate. Still pretty high, but not like exorbitantly high. Cole Anthony is the perfect example of a guy that has a lot to play for. And, and cannot afford to waste this time. He is extension eligible next summer. And I think that the Magic will pay him. I think the Magic will give him a new contract. We'll, we'll take care of him before the season. It may not happen over the summer, but I think they will take care of him this summer. And bring him back because he has proven himself to be really valuable. To be a key player for this young Magic team. He has grown with this team. He's accepted his role. And yeah, he probably wants to be a starter. He more. But the Magic have carved out a role and a space for him to be Cole Anthony, to be the best version of Cole Anthony in a lot of ways. And, 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 and again, I think it's been a huge credit to Cole that he has accepted this, that he has performed so well, 
uh, and that he has thrived in this role that the Magic have made for him. He has been as impressive as any player on this team. And and and, and what, how he's played is really an example of what the Magic need to see because they cannot run this team back. We love this team. We love these guys. It's, it's not really about any individual player. They can't run this team back because they're still going to be a 33-34 win team. And, and yes, 5-20 and 20 start. They're really on pace as like a 42-43-44 win team. That's not good enough. You have to be looking to improve, and it can't just be about internal improvement. This team has very serious flaws. And Cole Anthony helps fill at least some of them as a pretty solid shooter. He's turned himself into a really good three-point shooter. Uh, an aggressive scorer off the bench, and while he's not the playmaker you want maybe from the point guard position, as a sixth man, he plays exceptionally well. So what do the Magic need to work on? What do the Magic need to learn? What do the Magic need to see? They need to see these young guys, these players, treasure this opportunity, make this final statement, this final argument, and prove that they can play a role on this team, just like Cole Anthony has. That's that's such a big deal because, you know, the Magic do have a lot of questions. You know, as much as I love Gary Harris, starting shooting guard is certainly a place where the Magic can upgrade a little bit. That could be Jalen Suggs, who has a lot to prove himself in these final six games uh, now that he's back from injury, and it's going to be tough for him to ramp up completely, but he has played some extraordinary basketball. He's made some extraordinary improvements, and, and seeing that finish strong, I think, will help the Magic. Um, you know, Magic's certainly going to commit to him again this summer. I, I don't anticipate, um, I don't anticipate them, you know, giving up on him unless a trade really does blow them off their feet. Um, you know, they have, they have to just have, they just have to see how this thing fits. I mean, it's really that simple. The season's been about the future, so we need to see what that future looks like. There's plenty else the Magic need to work on too, and plenty more things to see as the season comes to close. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is the coolest game that I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM. It turns out it's really not that easy. If you have the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage everything, every manage every strategic aspect of a franchise playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, in the simulation, you're responsible for everything from dealing with challenging personalities, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this coming in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Magic listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There is obviously a lot for the Orlando Magic to think about, a lot for the Magic to to work on and think about as they come to the end of the season. Um, a lot of our focus has still been on the postseason chase, and, and I'm not going to lie that, you know, I, if you've listened to this show, if you've listened to me, you know how much that I think these games do have value, that they do tell you something, that they do put you in the right frame of mind and in the right, in the right thought process um, as a team. Especially with the way this Magic team is now, we could clearly see a future. We could clearly see how competitive this team has been. They've been competitive for a very, very long time. Learning how to win and play in these close games and experience these close games is really valuable. You know, even Tuesday's game provided a really valuable lesson. One maybe the Magic should have learned already. One the Magic certainly should have played better at at this stage of the season with the pressure as high as it is. But these close games close wins, close losses, they're going to help this team because now is the time to make these mistakes. Now is the time to drop these games. Now is the time to be in situations and learn from them, experience them for the first time, experience them for the second time and adjust to them. It's, I I know I've been banging this point home and, you know, we're going to hit this again whether the Magic make the playoffs or not next year is going to come down to whether they're able to win more close games. The reason why they've made the little bit of a surge that they have is they've won more close games. Take out the 5-20 and 20 start to the season. If we start the season on December 7th, the Magic have a have a better than 500 record in close games. They've been actually pretty good. Now, their defense has been awful. Um, so I think the Magic tend to play better with a the lead. They're not a team that's going to come from behind um, when they're down late in games. But this is a team that has played competently and comfortably in late games, whether that's putting the ball in Paolo's hands, whether that's putting the ball in Markel's hands, whether that's putting the ball in Franz's hands. They've made mistakes. They've lost some games. But they've also had some real opportunities to win too. So I, I don't think it's been I don't think it's been all bad for uh for the magic in those close game situations. But every time you get in a close game, every time that you're in one of these opportunities, you're learning something. And again, like that's what the season was about, is about. We're not in past tense yet. Um, that's what this season is about. It is about learning. It is about growing. It is about development. It is about experiencing these things, making your mistakes now because next year you can't afford to make those mistakes. Next year you need to be taking that huge step. We have high expectations for next year. Let's be real. We have high expectations for what this team's going to accomplish next year. Is you know, Marco Fultz tweeted out four seed at the beginning of the year, and that seemed crazy back in October. It, it, it's still probably far fetched for this team, just considering how good that top four in the East is. But next year, it doesn't feel that crazy. Um, yeah, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Cleveland will all probably still be there. But you're, you're you mean to tell me that New York, Miami, Brooklyn? Toronto, 
those teams, the the Hawks, Atlanta, the Magic can't catch those teams next year. The Magic can't be in that group where they're rank ordering themselves. These games matter. And again, it, it, maybe I'm just stressing this because I want them to matter because I have to watch them and cover them. And I want them to matter so you can come here and listen to me talk about why they matter. Um, these games matter because you can't simulate this stuff. You can't simulate this pressure. You can't simulate these scenarios in a practice. You can't simulate them in the offseason. This is your opportunity. You get 82 games to learn and grow. You get 82 games to win and develop. And to throw any of those opportunities away is just wasteful. It doesn't help anybody. And look, the Magic are where they are in the standings. The lottery standings are pretty tight. Portland lost again today. Portland lost again today. So back tied for fifth, for fifth in the lottery standings. Um, these games, you know, yes, a high draft pick would help this team. Talent always helps. But this team, without a draft pick, is ready. And I don't think you throw away an opportunity to continue building and to continue to get ready and to be ready to win games at this stage. Now, like, if there were real nagging injuries, if there were real injuries that were hurting players and it wouldn't benefit them to do so, then maybe, yeah, you sit some guys. But this group is going to benefit from this time. This group is going to benefit from playing with this pressure. This isn't like a veteran like Damian Lillard who has been through the battles over and over and over again and doesn't need it. These guys are young. They have never been through this through this ringer. They have never felt the pressure of a must-win game. Friday's game in Washington is a must-win game. They cannot lose that game. Sunday's game against Detroit is a must-win game. They cannot lose that game. Tuesday and Thursday's games against Cleveland are must-win games. They cannot lose those games. And then, of course, Miami-Brooklyn, or Brooklyn-Miami to close the season, they can't lose those games. Now, obviously, if they lose one of those games and the interest decreases, perhaps the pressure decrease, the pressure relieves a little bit. But outside of Detroit, all those teams are playing for something. They need those wins just as badly. And even if Orlando's out of it, they're not play, they're not necessarily playing. Their goal isn't this year's play-in tournament. Their goal is next year's playoffs. And so you're already working toward that. And that's why these games are important again. That's something that this team can continue to learn. We have seen this team get better and perform better in clutch situations. The win against the Clippers, the win against uh, the Net, the Knicks, the win, you know, there are, there, the wins are starting, the win against Washington, the wins are starting to build up that this team can perform late and close out victories. And that's the stuff that's really exciting. That's the stuff that's really fun. But we don't know yet, obviously. We have to let this team develop and grow that way. And again, so much of this is just about getting experience. And that's why I just I, I don't understand any idea or thought of wasting these final six games. Even when the Magic are officially eliminated from the postseason, outside of that final game against Miami, I'm not going to begrudge them resting guys on a 1 o'clock game in Miami. Um... Even when the Magic are eliminated from the postseason, as long as the other team's trying, 
I want the Magic to match. I want the Magic to be in that game. I want the Magic, you know, hand out playoff books. Like, seriously. If I'm Jamal Mosley, that Cleveland, those two Cleveland games, make playoff books, hand them out to the team, really get them to understand what playoff basketball is like. Simulate it as much as you can. Why not? That's what's going to help this team down the road, and that's really what the Magic should continue to focus on. Obviously, a big part of this offseason is going to be the NBA draft. We'll talk a little bit about what the Magic should be looking for, what some of the, what some of the draft experts have the Magic looking for. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. The NCAA tournament, which we're about to talk a little bit about here, is coming to the end of the road, the Final Four this weekend and the National Championship game next Monday. And there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which teams will be cutting down the net. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Obviously, draft prep is well underway for the Orlando Magic. I'm behind because I focus on the NBA season. I've watched some co- some of the co- college games throughout, uh, college games throughout the season. Obviously, I've been watching the NCAA tournament. I have at least a passing familiarity with a lot of the prospects, but I'll be doing deeper dives once we get into the off season, uh, and then certainly once we get um, get past the lottery. Um, you know, NBA draft lotteries. When I you know once once that draft order is set. That's when I really start to dive into what the possibilities are, because you know, obviously, you just don't know. Um, but obviously, like that first pick, or that those two first round picks that the Magic could potentially have, are huge for this team. Whether they're used in a trade, whether they're used to draft players, the Magic are at a real interesting point. They are on the precipice of being really good. They're on the precipice of being a playoff team. And ultimately, whether they're able to get there and how quickly they're able to get there is going to depend on two things. First is the internal development of their stars, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro. And the second will be the players they add in the offseason. This is a big offseason. The Magic have money, one of the few teams that have money. They have promise, which should attract the eyes of some free agents or some players that might get moved around. And they have clear needs. We all know they need shooting. One way or another, the Magic need to get better at three-point shooting, as, as, as our friend 
As one of our friends online pointed out, the Magic actually got some good looks against the Grizzlies last night or on Tuesday night. I agree with that. I think they did get some good looks and they dismissed every single one of them. That's okay. That happens. Um, but they got to get shooting. They got to make shots. It's it's sometimes the game's really, really simple. And some of that's going to be improvement in the roster. Some of that's going to be guys that they add, whether it's in the draft, whether it's someone like Grady Dick, whether that's someone like Jordan Hawkins, whether that's someone like Cam, uh, like, uh, Cam, Whit- Cam Whitmore, uh, whether that's, you know, Jet Howard, there is, Keontae George, there is shooting in this draft. Very, very clearly there's shooting in this draft. And the Magic should be able to get and target a guard or wing that can help them on the perimeter. The question is, what do they do with that other pick? Are they going to go big? Do they go with a guy like Derek Lively from Duke? Do they go for another kind of wing forward? Um, you know, there's def- I've seen some mock drafts have the Magic taking uh, UCF product Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks is a really interesting prospect. He's going to wow NBA teams. 6'10 forward, can shoot a little bit, not a great shooter, but can shoot a little bit. Really versatile defender. Good, good rim protector for a guy his size with his mobility. He does a lot of things really, really well. And it would not surprise me if he is someone that is taken uh, taken by the Magic with that second pick. I think he will definitely be in the running. I think he's a surefire lottery pick at this point. Would not surprise me if after workouts and interviews, he climbs into the top 10 pretty comfortably. The Magic have options, though. And I, and I, I just want to stress that. You know, the draft is the draft. We'll see where the Magic land. But the Magic have options, and they have to be—they have to hit these picks. Like, if they use these picks, whatever they do with these picks, they got to hit on it. Whether that's a trade, whether that's picking a player, they've got to hit on these things. Um, right now, the Magic are in a really fun spot because, you know, they can miss and still be good. But if they want to be great, if they want to be a championship-level team, that means Paolo takes a huge leap. That means Franz takes a takes a big leap. And that means they add the right role players. They make the right strategic moves around these players to put themselves in that position to take a huge leap forward. That's what's going to happen this offseason. And I hope that the Magic already have a plan in place, to be perfectly honest. You know, as much as we're going to learn from these last few games, the outlines of what we know are already there. We know the Magic desperately need a rim-protecting backup center. I've seen some uh, I've seen some fans suggest the Magic chase after Nas Reed in free agency. I don't hate that idea. Um, I'm curious if Nas Reed wants to be a starter or whether he values the Magic opportunity, if, unless the Magic just throw a boatload of money at him, whether, they, whether he values the Magic opportunity over what he's already got in Minnesota. Um, I think those are real questions, and I think that'll be it, 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 he would be an interesting guy to target. Um, obviously, we've talked plenty about Gary Trent Jr. We've talked plenty about Fred VanVleet. Both of those guys fit needs that the Magic have. It's just going to be about price and whether the Magic want to chase after someone like that or, or that's the way the Magic want to fill in their roster. Trades are impossible to, to, to predict, uh, especially before the playoffs. When we watch the playoffs, watch the teams that flame out, watch the teams that disappoint, because those are the teams the Magic might be able to pick guys off of and and as, as those teams think about rebuilding. Um, the Magic are in a position where they can do any of this, and, and that part's exciting. They could get in with the next star that gets, that, that gets put on the market. They could get in on a team that's starting to sell off pieces or just wants to mix up their rotation with plenty of young guys to kind of help rejuvenate a, a franchise. They have the ability to do just about anything this offseason, and, and that part's really exciting. So I hope the Magic already have those plans in place. 
these six games, these final six games, are, are going to feel, you know, a little bit like the same thing over and over again. You know, we've hit a lot of the same points over and over again. We've talked about the close game execution. We've talked about, you know, Paolo and how well he's played. There is certainly some things that still have to be learned about rotation players, you know, getting Jalen Suggs. If we can get Jalen Suggs back up to speed, if we can warm up those tires, so to speak, uh, and see him really get a good lap out there, um, if you don't mind my Formula One uh, metaphor, um, that would be great. But obviously, time is running out. And we've learned a lot about this team already this season. We've already seen what their potential can be. We're excited about what that potential can be. Um, But there's still, I think, some things to, to, to hash out to, to say and to do this season. But a lot of those big picture items are also very clear too. And we'll wait to see what the Magic ultimately do about them. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. You should tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. We the podcast to your podcast and listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good, dude, for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.